Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host, Tywana Wilson. A little bit about myself. I am your award-winning leadership maven, medical laboratory scientist by background, best-selling author, founder and CEO of Trendy Elite Media Group, as well as Trendy Elite Coaching and Consulting Services, executive director with the John Maxwell team, Maxwell Dish Certified Consultant, and co-owner of Direct Impact Broadcasting Network. Before we bring on my special guest, I want to share a few announcements. I am booking guests for this podcast throughout the remainder of 2020. So if you have a leadership message that you would like to share, please go on to TrendyEliteLLC.com to submit your interest under the tab that says podcast. We have a new podcast on the network, so Podcast Alert, SOS for Leaders. It offers practical strategies that you can use in both your personal and professional life. Most of those podcasts are 20 minutes or less, so that's a quick recharge for you to get some strategies that you can use. Along those lines, if you have not grabbed your autographed copy of the best-selling business book, Leadership Tidbits, please, please, please go on to TrendyEliteLLC.com and grab your copy today. So today's special guest, Ms. Sonia Keyes. Sonia Keyes is an author, inspirational speaker, international podcaster, and consultant. As a wife, mother, mentor, and leader in her community. Her passions lie in helping emerging career professional women to turn their passion projects into a thriving business to generate secondary income for their households. As a professional in the mortgage industry, she dedicates her time to building strategic relationships with loan officers and clients offering solutions to home ownership. Sonia is the CEO and founder of Podcasters Rock, a Facebook community where she teaches both aspiring and seasoned podcasters how to launch a powerful podcast in 30 days or less. As the executive director and host of Inspiring Nations podcast show, an international podcast show her Heard in over 164 countries, she interviews women from across the globe to have stories of how they inspire others each and every day. Good evening. Good evening, Miss Tanya. How are you? Hello, Miss Tawana. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I am so excited to have you on and hear all about you and your leadership journey. So why don't we just jump right in? Oh, awesome. Um, well, my leadership journey um, really began out of a corporate layoff. And I know many have experienced, you know, a corporate layoff. And for me, it was the second time I was laid off from a job. And being in that space of vulnerability um, where you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. I had two young children, a husband, and trying to figure it all out. It was a place I no longer wanted to ever be in again. And the journey kind of had taken me to a place where, you know, I had done everything that I could do, all that I could do, and the only thing left for me to do was pray. And I went to God and just kind of asked him, you know, where – would you have me? What What is my purpose? Um, because everything prior to that was always tied into corporate jobs because at that time I thought your identity was tied in your titles and to the jobs that you had. And, you know, he'd given me a vision of walk in love. And he was telling me that I needed to be able to, you know, just even in the midst of my own vulnerability, show another person an act of kindness. And so it led me to 
creating a clothing apparel called Walk in Love to Creations. And it was a t-shirt, it's a t-shirt line where I had the hashtag Walk in Love out of Ephesians 5.2. And when I wore that t-shirt, it allowed me to kind of share my story, but in sharing my story, it allowed me to heal. And from that birthed my podcast show, it birthed a book, and it birthed my purpose. And I am so grateful that the things that happened to me in my past did because it elevated me to a place that I don't think I ever would have reached had that corporate layoff not happened. Wow. Wow, that is an awesome testimony, how you use something that could be devastating uh, to most to really be a benefit for mm-hmm. you and your family. Yes. So can you t- talk to us a little bit more about that transition of moving from that corporate space to the small business space of starting your own journey? Um, well, the funny thing is the entrepreneurial journey for me um, was interesting how it happened. Um, I was able, one, to find another job years later, so I am full-time um, in the mortgage space. Um, but what it allowed me to do was um, I was on Facebook, and I'm a part of several Facebook groups. And in one of the Facebook groups, um, they were doing what was called a social media challenge. And it was designed for aspiring entrepreneurs to kind of find a product or service, something that they've always wanted to do, and put it kind of out there in the atmosphere. But the caveat was whatever we asked, we had to be ready to implement. So for me... The podcasting piece came um, because one thing I love to talk and I love to inspire, and lastly, I love women. And I was trying to figure out how a podcast would work in that space for me. And so I put out there, if I were to start a podcast, would you be my guest? Not knowing what the response would be. But to my delight, 50 women said yes. I didn't even have a platform. I had no equipment. I didn't even know what the the show would be about. Um, But 50 women were willing to say yes. So obviously I had to really get ready to make and implement this. And so on March the 10th of 2018, Inspiring Nations with Sonia Keeve launched. And this launched right off off the heels of the anthology that I was a part of called Women Inspiring Nations, where I was one of 25 women who shared their personal stories of inspiration. So it almost made sense for me um, to create this podcast show around the field of wanting to inspire other women because at that time I was looking for inspiration. And so to know that there were 50 women who didn't even know what the show would be about, were willing to be on my show. And so I launched it on my mother's birthday, March the 10th, 2018, to give her honor um, because I am the woman I am today because of her. And on that day, we launched our very first episode. And three months into the podcast show, we were heard in our very first country. We were heard in the U.K., And when I saw that, I was like, what on earth is happening? And six months into the podcast show, I had already sold out my entire slot for 2018 and was already booking for the following year in 2019, only six to eight months into the show. And I started to see this spark that people were hungry for inspiration Um, there were so many women that I did not realize I was impacting, but what it also allowed me to do was to create a platform for women to be able to tell their stories. So we have had women that have shared stories of heartbreak, stories of resilience, stories of, you know, being able to help other women find a job when they themselves were out of a job. Um, And the stories go on and on. And every story that is being shared on the show has touched somebody in some way. And even 
gentlemen out there, I have had gentlemen reach out to me to say how inspired they are by the stories. And so that kind of birthed the show, and now um, we are in season two of the podcast, and we are already being heard in over 164 countries. So there, so there is truly power, and through that I have truly found my purpose. Wow. I mean, that truly is inspiring nations. I'm kind of speechless on that part. <laughs> just, it, it is. That's a, that's a blessing to be able yeah. to use your own story and pay your own tribute to yeah. your mom and have your own legacy inspire so many so that they can go on and create their own legacy as well. So you've opened up the doors for women all across the globe to be able to be heard and be inspired and inspire others. So congratulations to you on your success with your show and everything that you're doing with that and the book, and and that's awesome. Thank you so much. So that that brings me to, as we think about leaders, leaders come from all different backgrounds with different strengths and experience. What do you feel has been the most beneficial for you as a leader to be able to thrive in corporate America as well as in your business uh, that caused you to be successful? Um, I would say, I would say having a humble spirit, humble spirit. Um, because for me, I was coming from a place of brokenness when I had been laid off, and I had learned to value my worth because for so long I allowed other people to determine what that worth was for me. And when I was able to get another job, and then and really my my podcast show is really what gave me the confidence to know that I am worthy to be in the spaces and places that I'm in. Um, It allowed me to kind of walk differently, think differently, even speak differently. Um, And I started to act the way I was thinking. You know, to be a leader, you have to have that confidence to know that Everything that's inside of you, you are equipped to do whatever it is you were called to do. And when you have that vision that God gives you, it allowed me to step into that space. And even times when I stepped in and I, in the beginning I started to kind of fall back and go, is this really supposed to be something that's happening? He whispered in my ear said, this is your time. And so I used that and allowed it to catapult me to – no longer uh, be apologetic for my success. And I think when you step into that space and you're not apologetic for the things that you've been successful in and then you can pass it on to other people, it kind of sparks a movement that I was able to see because people realized I went through that same thing. So for me, that corporate layoff was the very thing that was tying me to my success and didn't even realize it because um, when it happened, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, what story would I have to tell? You know, like I didn't come from a broken home. I had a very good childhood. So I thought that the people that only had stories that were people who were broken, and that was far from the truth. And so, and it was my husband who told me, you need to share your story, because when I got laid off, um, just to kind of backtrack, um, the day before I got laid off, I had just received a five-year token of appreciation um, from the company I was working with. And so when I was being called in the next day thinking I was getting a promotion only to get a pink slip, um, I carried that paperweight with me, and my husband said, this is your anchor. 
this is what's going to strengthen you and encourage and inspire other women to not give up. So it was my corporate layoff that helped me develop the leadership skills so that I could pass it on and inspire others to keep moving forward in spite of the setbacks because those setbacks are the very things that are going to become your comeback and move you and catapult you into places and spaces you deserve to be in. And when that happened, I was able to hold my head up high, and I never looked back. Wow. Wow. It it just reminds you that you never know. I mean, to walk in one day and and celebrating you've been here five years, and five years is a big deal uh, in today's workplace. To only have that kind of taken away from you the very next day Mm -hmm. is powerful that you've been able to use that to catapult you to the next level. Yes, ma'am. So that's awesome. As women who inspire other women, our young people, and the next generation of leaders, they often hear about our success, our being on a job for five years, our getting promoted, uh, receiving awards, and et cetera. But they don't always hear about the failures, you know, those stumbling blocks that we've mm-hmm. had to encounter along the way. Can you talk to the listeners a little bit about some of your biggest failures, because we all know that we have some, uh, and what you learned from them? Um, I would say the biggest failure for me was I was working on a special project, and I was leading the team. And someone came in and swooped in my ideas and presented it to senior leadership when that was my time. And in that moment, I I can tell you I was extremely angry, and there were a lot of choice words I wanted to say. But when you are a woman of color in places where sometimes you're the only one, there is a certain level of self-control you have to have. And it's not fair, and it and it can put you in a place of to paralyze you. But the thing that kept me anchored in that is I always remembered what my grandmother shared to me as a little girl who, by the way, will celebrate, had just been turned 97 years old in May. Oh, well, actually, she will be 97 years old in May. It's only March. <laughs> she'll, <Wow>. be <laughs> she'll be 97 years old. And she told me, you are somebody because God don't make no junk. Amen. And, and when she, that, that was ringing in my ear at the very moment, I could feel my hands sweaty, I could feel my fists wanting to ball up, but there was a calmness that came over me because for me I realized I was representing my mother, my grandmother, and all of the women in my family before me that fought to get into the place where I was in that very moment. And as hard sometimes as for a woman of color to kind of hold back a lot of your thoughts, I realized this is not my time, but it will come. And it took me several years later to develop not being angry about it, but to still Stand there high, allow the person to take the credit, and just allow it to be. And I went, and you know, and I'm a very spiritual woman, and I and I prayed to God, and I said, "How am I supposed to keep handling this?" And He said, "Don't worry, you just move in silence, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing good, even when the wrong thing's happening." And sooner or later, the funny thing is that same person who tried to steal my thunder, it ended up backfiring on them. And it didn't happen right away, but it happened years later. But for me, that was my vindication to see that, you know what, I didn't lose my cool in a moment when I would, where everybody would have rightfully said, it's your time to have done that. But in the, in the end, the person who was doing wrong, you know, it always says that, you know, what, what um, God meant, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. So in that moment, that's what happened for me. And every, and every lesson after that, every time something was done wrong to me, I just took it to God and I let him handle it. 
And for those who are not spiritual and don't have that strong foundation, the best thing that you can do is truly allow yourself not to operate in self, lose self-control because you never want to make a permanent decision in a temporary circumstances because every bad thing that happens, you're either going to learn from it, grow from it, or you're going to let it paralyze you. So the question you have to ask yourself in that moment, am I going to allow it to move me to better or am I going to allow me to stay in this misery? But be, but be very clear that if you're looking to elevate to the next level, real leaders keep going even when it's hard. Yes, yes, absolutely. And there will be many hard days as we are facing uh, this pandemic that we are facing now. There are a lot of hard days yeah. uh, for leaders, especially yeah. those who are on the front line. So yeah. I love that that you, you have to keep moving forward. You have to find what anchors you. You have to yeah. uh, keep going. I love that. Thank you so much for that. As an entrepreneur, you learn to have tough skin because, as we know, you hear a lot of yeses, but you also hear a lot of noes. And right now in today's society or today's current market, you're probably hearing a lot of noes mm-hmm. <laughs> with everything being closed. Yeah. So what kind of mindset have you had to develop in your business and starting your business and, and keeping it going, especially when times get difficult like now? Um, anytime you start a business, you always have to start from a place of what's your why. Because your why is the very thing that's going to anchor and focus you when tough times come. And you have to believe in what you're offering to your customers and clients, even when people are saying no. And sometimes you've heard the saying that no means, doesn't mean no, it just means I need more information. And sometimes you have to make that shift um, in being able to provide and be able to know that what you have is filling the need. Because I think sometimes when we get into business, we're creating a product or service because it's something we want. You've got to be careful about that because you may be creating something or offering something that the world really doesn't need. So you have to figure out, well, what is it that I have that can fill the need for someone else because when you can fill that need, then that's when the sales will come, that's when the customers will come. Um, And then also, if you're finding you're being stagnant in your business, you've got to find creative ways to get those customers and clients. So, you know, sometimes it may require offering a freebie item that can entice them to, you know, come and check out what you have. Um, sometimes it, it may involve having a conversation. But whatever it is, you you have to figure out what's best for you, what's happening in your business. Um, you know, for me, with the podcast show, when I launched it in 2018, I was just in launching it at the particular time um, to give a space of inspiration because on social media around that time there was so much negative press about the world. There was things going on, you know, with the president and the, the administration, and it was just it was just such an ugly time. And I just got tired of seeing the negative messages. So that's why I created the Walk in Love Apparel, and that's why I created the podcast show. But then after about a year in. And hearing the stories and hearing the feedback of how people are really being inspired by it, I wanted to do more. And I decided at that time that, you know what, I taught myself how to launch my own podcast show. Why not figure out a way to offer a course where I can teach other women to do exactly what I did, teach them the exact steps so that they too could have their own podcast show. Because for some women, if you're not really sure, like, well, what could I do? What could I offer? A podcast show gives a woman an opportunity to have your own platform. And when I was able to do that, I realized I had a very viable product that 
could help other women get into the space of entrepreneurship. And so now my goal is to teach over 100,000 women how to pot, how to launch, develop their own podcast shows in 30 days or less. And while that's a huge number, I've learned that sometimes you've got to have a goal so big that it just that you won't give up until you hit it. So I'm excited about the challenge to do that um, because the thing that I'm, I've seen since I've been in the podcast game, there aren't a lot of women of color. I mean, they're, you know, I've seen them and they're there. I'm on your show. But let's, I feel like we can do more. I feel like there's, there's so many talented women out there that have these gifts. I think why not saturate the world with all of this information we have and turn it into a podcast show. So I you know, so my challenge is to, you know, meet women out there who are serious about wanting to start their own podcast show and then I'm gonna give them the success map to make it happen. Awesome. That is awesome. And you're right. There are podcasting is the way of the future. I actually got into this space uh, a year ago this mm-hmm. month. Awesome. And so, Congratulations. Thank you. And so I think in my mind I was making it more difficult than it had to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will tell you that, and, and, and I tell people this all the time about podcasting and write articles about it, it is one of the single fastest best ways that I have found to be able to leverage my leadership message uh-huh. as well as be an advocate for my profession yes. uh, and being that go-to. So I am with you with the raising awareness, whatever I can do to help support you in your endeavors of reaching 100,000 women to be able to get in this space, yeah. uh, definitely behind you because I think it's a, a powerful thing that needs to happen, and I want you to be successful in reaching your goals. So whatever we can do here at Direct Impact Broadcasting, we are happy to do so, but very excited for you and your personal goal of doing that. Thank you so, so much. So as we talk about podcasting and, and the message, uh, can you give the listeners, because it could be some people that's listening now and is kind of teetered on the line of, do I want to get into to the podcasting space? Uh, is this for me? Am I making it more difficult than it has to be? Do I need to spend tons of money and tons of hours researching it? What quick tips? would you give somebody who's thinking about uh, utilizing podcasting for their leadership message? Um, I would say um, three quick things um, with starting a podcast. One is that there is a low cost to getting into podcasting. You just have to, one, determine your budget. What are you willing to spend? Um, Because you can – because really if you have a laptop and a microphone on your laptop, you can get started. Um, but there are there is equipment that you'll definitely want to get, um, but you can start as low as um, one of my favorite microphones that I started. I bought when I first started. It's called the ATR 2100. I still use the microphone. It is a mobile um, microphone that I can take even when I want to uh, record remotely. Um, but that's about seven runs about seventy dollars on Amazon, and then it can go as high as three four hundred dollars. Um, so you literally can go from zero to five hundred dollars. It just depends upon what your budget is. Two is you have to ask yourself, well, why do you want to start a podcast? Because you want to be very clear about that. Um, like, what is the messaging that you want to put out there, and what do you want your your um, audience to get from as a result of listening to your show? Um, for me. Inspiring Nation Sonia, with Sonia Keeve was designed to, for one, inspire, but it was also to create awareness and action for others to go out into the world and do something kind and pass it forward. Um, and so for anyone out there who's like, well, you know, I have this message, but I don't know if podcasting is good for me, um, we can talk about that because 
there are so many, you know, I, have, I talk to ministers who can take their sermons. You can take your sermons and turn it into a podcast. I always say anything that's in written format, if you're an author, a blogger, all of that information can be turned into a podcast. And then and the thing about a podcast, and then it can be flipped as well to written format. So it's very versatile in how you want to operate your space. And then three, um, you want to make sure that – you have fun. I mean, because I always say, you know, it is work to putting it together. Like I myself, I do my own show. I from the graphics to the intros to the editing, I kind of I'm a one man, one woman show. Um, but there are people out there that have engineers that help them. If you have a team that helps you. It's, it's even easier. Um, but I just think um, you just have to start from a place of why do you want to start a podcast. Um, as far as cost, it is a low – there can be a low cost. Um, and then you can add to it as you uh, become more experienced and you're doing more shows and more episodes. And then, you know, I, you know, I think once you have a message that really resonates um, with your community, I mean, I would challenge someone to do exactly what I did. Put a question out there on social media to your network. Ask them, if I were to start a podcast, would you be my guest? And see what type of response you get. For me, I got 50 women to say yes, and I didn't even have the first piece of equipment. So um, I think if I can do it, anybody can. Absolutely. Great tips, great tips. I love that. So along with those tips, I often get asked the question of, where do I find leadership experience, or how do I build my leadership toolbox? So what advice would you give an emerging leader who might be looking for ways they can build their leadership experience or reinvent themselves? What advice would you give them if they say, well, maybe podcasting isn't the way for me right now, but how can I build up some additional leadership skills that I could use in corporate America or in a small business? Um, I would say find a mentor. Um, find somebody that you admire, um, especially if it's an industry that, you're, that you want to get in or are already in and maybe you want to work up the corporate ladder. I would say get a mentor and then a sponsor. Um, and the difference between the two is that mentor is somebody that's going to kind of, you know, be that coach for you, will guide you and give you, you know, kind of tips um, and, and offer advice, you know, to help you along your um, leadership journey. Your sponsor, um, on the other hand, is somebody who's in a leadership capacity already and has influence and can introduce you to that next to that other person in that next level that you're trying to get like they introduce you on their behalf to the next person um so for me um in the corporate space i found both and and especially if you are an say you're an individual contributor on your job your your direct manager can act as a uh, mentor and a sponsor, um, and that, and you want to develop that relationship because I think the thing is, people say, okay, let me find a mentor, but you've got to develop a relationship with people. So, you know, um, one of the things that I did, um, I remember um, I had been at a couple of um, networking events, and there was a senior VP that I truly admired, um, and one day. Um, I asked if I could get onto her calendar because I wanted, you know, to kind of ask her a couple of personal questions. And she was gracious enough to open up her calendar. And I was just bold enough to, you know, say, you know, how much I admired her and how long I had been working um, at the company. Um, and I asked her, would she be my mentor? And, um, and she said yes to my surprise. Um, and so I learned being under her leadership, how to become a better leader, and she gave me great advice um, from how I should dress, you know, how people perceive you. And one of the things that she told me um, was she had encouraged me to join Toastmasters. And Toastmasters is um, an international club that teaches others how to speak well in public settings. And she's told me that, you know, in order to get into that C-suite 
um, you have to have the ability to speak well. And I know when you hear that, you're like, of course I know how to speak well. But there is an art to it, and I didn't realize how much of it of an art to it it is until I started attending Toastmasters. Um, but what it did for me was it gave me the confidence to be able to not only speak well but speak to the things that I wanted to happen um, because there's a confidence you have to have when you are speaking to upper management, especially when you're wanting to elevate your game in the corporate space. And this, and for the entrepreneur, same thing. Find someone that you admire um, that could be your mentor. I mean, you want to, and you want to make sure that you find somebody that's at least three levels above where you're trying to go. You don't want to get somebody who's on the same level as you because you're not going to grow. You want to reach out to someone that is many levels above you or many years of experience in business um, so that you can learn from them um, and they'd be able to take what they teach you and be able to apply it to your own life. That's great advice. Great advice. So making sure that we look into programs or organizations such as Toastmasters that help with our speaking and getting mentors and sponsors and not being afraid to ask somebody to fulfill or serve in that role, developing that relationship. In a time where we're asked to do more, serve more, give more, be the best, and the list goes on and on and yes. on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one, <laughs> one's core values can be compromised in the process of trying to elevate our career in the workplace. What advice would you give to, to our women listeners who might be struggling a bit with that balance of career and trying to maintain that, that work-life balance or that, that harmony within themselves? Um, I would say that, you know, we always talk about that work-life balance. I always talk about what's more important to you, prioritizing what matters to you. Um, Because you can get very lost in reading the self-help books and watching the videos and you're looking at these other people and you're like, well, I'm doing everything you're asking, but that's not what's happening for me. You You have to navigate in your life what is it that you're seeking? And then come up with ways of how you can strategize to make that happen for you. Um, because a lot of times, especially in spaces, again, and I can speak as an individual contributor, um, when you having to take on more responsibilities, um, but yet you're still trying to elevate, sometimes you have to... And, and and it's such a tr- it's such a tricky road, but the thing that I have found is you have to be honest about what it is you want and what you can handle. Sometimes people can put more on you than you can bear, and you could get into a place where you're trying to take it on so much that you end up failing everywhere. So I would say master the things that you can. Showcase your abilities and your talents. Maybe go to your boss and see if there's any special projects that you can lead. Because sometimes a a manager can't see your leadership when you're part of a team. But if you step out and maybe um, offer a training, like if there's something that you do every day in your job and there's a team of you that all do the same thing, is there something within that job that you found you could, you know, do something or execute it faster or better? Maybe you can offer to say, um, I'd like to do a training with, you know, my peers because I found an easier way to execute this step that I think would be better and it would save the company more money, save more time, and we can be more productive. Um, sometimes when you offer those types of things instead of going to your leader to say, what is it that I can do? You know, maybe find something that you're already doing and you've and you've mastered it, and maybe take it to your boss then and say, "Hey, could we possibly do a PowerPoint training, kind of a lunch and learn one day, and you know, sh- and share your expertise?" 
because that way your manager now is recognizing, oh, I didn't even know this person knew how to do this. Or maybe there's something technical um, in Excel or something that you know how to do that maybe the rest of your peers don't. But you've got to find that thing that you know is going to help you kind of stand out. And I think once you do that, then when other opportunities come open for a leadership role, they'll think of you and maybe tap you on the shoulder because they'll go back and say, well, I remember they came to me and offered this, so I think they would be a good fit in this next role. So try that and kind of see how that would work for you. Outstanding. I love that. Don't be afraid to offer up your expertise. So listeners, if you have a special talent that you can offer up helping out on a special team at work, working on a cross-functional team, if you're very good with PowerPoint, maybe you're very good with Excel and you know how to do all those formulas and pivot tables and all of that uh, jazz, don't be afraid to offer up your expertise to showcase uh, your talents and abilities. It's very much needed. Uh, and really required because as leaders, as managers, we oftentimes don't know everything that you know how to do. And that is the downfall sometimes as a leader, especially if you have, you know, 20-plus direct reports. You might not have – you might not know all of the talents on your team. So that was awesome advice uh, to our listeners that they can be able to do. When you think about your journey and you reflect over everything you've been through up until today, sometimes we often think as a, you know, 20-year-old, if I knew this, this would have been very helpful for me back then. So when you think about your life, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, man, I would tell my younger self, don't be afraid to fly. Just do it. Because I grew up in a space where I was taught when you go in, just keep your head down, do what's asked of you, don't try to rock the boat, don't try to showboat. Um, and now with my children, I tell them, let me tell you something, you find your passion, what you're passionate about, and you go after it with everything you got because I will support you. I don't care what it is because there's so many avenues to success. College isn't the only way. For some people, yes, it may be the direct path if there's a specialization that you're going for. Like for my example, my daughter is in a freshman in college this year, and she wants to become a software engineer. So we have been – I'm steering her in that place for college where where my son, um, who's still in high school, we're like, you know what, college isn't really for you. We think maybe military or maybe even a trade school. Um, But we tell them just because you go an avenue outside of college doesn't mean that you can't be successful because the thing that now, and I teach them both, find something that you own and go out and make it for yourself. I want to encourage them to be entrepreneurs because even though my daughter may study to become a software engineer, you may experience a corporate layoff one day. Do you have something that you can fall back on? And that's what I teach them, and that was something for me. If I could go back to that 19-year-old, I would tell, it's like, uh-uh, don't do this. Is this something you're really passionate about, or are you doing it because you're safe? Um because the, the people, the most successful people in the world that I admire all say that they um, did something that they were really passionate about that made them happy because at the end of the day, you know, are you going to give it your all on a job you absolutely hate? No. But if you could find something else that really just you can't wait to get up in the morning about. For me, that's my podcast show. And even though I have a corporate job, what gets me excited is being able to do my podcast show. And what that is, and what that does for me is I take my moments of inspiration. I actually share that in my corporate space and I and I share out the motivational moment. And the funny thing was I, I recently had done that because we just experienced a lot of um turnover. So, 
going back to your point of getting more responsibilities and stuff being added on to you, I needed to find something that was going to center me. Inspiration is my thing. And so I would every day, I, every morning, I put out the motivational thought for today. And whether that's just a single post or word or phrase, it's something that's going to inspire. And the funny thing was I did it for about a week, and then the next week I didn't do it. And I actually had my coworkers come to me and say, hey, where's our motivational moment for the day? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was just doing it to try to get us, you know, going. So they look for it now. So now I get excited every morning to say, okay, let me find a motivational moment for today. And these are people I, you know, again, I didn't even think paid attention or cared about stuff like that. But what it's allowed me to do is take what I love to do, which is inspire other women, and now I get to do it as part of my corporate job as well. So um, that's kind of like a win-win for me. So I would say for my younger self, Absolutely, do not be afraid to try everything and anything, but definitely go for the thing you're most passionate about and do that with all your heart. That's good. Isn't that funny how you can start something and then when you don't do it, people will, <laughs> people yes. will tell you, like, where is it? Where is my motivational moment? I missed it. When right. you could be thinking that nobody's even listening or reading mm-hmm. this stuff, so why am I doing it? Yep. So that's another leadership tidbit right there within itself. Somebody is always listening, always looking, oh, and always yes. watching, even if always. they don't say anything. Yes, yes always. So, Miss Sonia, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is I am actually in the process of starting my own book, um, and it will be a book why we need, why podcasting is important for women of color. And so I'll actually be, I'm actually starting the first draft of that book um, because I want to keep adding to the pieces of podcasting and really inspiring over 100,000 women to get into podcasting um, because um, I definitely want to encourage not only women but little girls um, because I can totally see uh, little girls, you know, in their room with their microphone, you know, sharing their stories. Um, because I, I, I think, you know, if we we teach them young, you know, they'll learn for a lifetime. So, um, so I'm definitely um, trying to work on that book. Um, we are in season two of Inspiring Nations with Sonia Keeve. Um, there is. Um, talk of starting a totally separate um, podcast. I was telling my husband about it. Um, um, it is called. It's going to be called Purses in a Podcast, and it's going to be focused kind of around all things women. I don't have all of it, but the theme around it is because I love designer purses, and uh, <laughs> and I told my husband about it jokingly. He said, "No, I like that." You need to do that. No, I'm serious, babe. You need to do that. I said, okay, well, give me a moment. I literally just, it popped in my head. Um, so he's like, no, you definitely need to do it to have another segment of a show. So, we'll, you know, so that is definitely um, burning in the works. And um, I'm continuing to speak um, on stages um, where I can kind of share my story because of this lovely coronavirus. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of things virtually um, and, and speaking in different venues. Um, so I just, you know, wherever anybody who wants to hear my story, um, I would absolutely love to come and share um, because I definitely know now that um, – you know, there are so many women out there that have experienced a corporate layoff and maybe are feeling lost, maybe feeling frustrated, and they need some inspiration and they need something tangible that they can use to try to help elevate them out of where they're feeling so that they can go from brokenness to abundance. And um, and I'm just going to keep doing this as long as I have breath in my body and God keeps giving me the things to say um, to help others move along in their life and um and as long as God keeps blessing me to wake up every day I'm going to keep using the gifts he's given me um to inspire the world that is awesome amen to that amen to answering the call and answering the challenge 
to be used to to keep moving forward in your purpose and inspiring many, many, many women, the next generation of leaders, people of color, and really anybody who comes into contact with you. So speaking of coming into contact with you, how can our leaders continue to follow you and be with you and support you on your journey? How can we get a hold of you? Um, yes, um, I have very easy touch points. You can reach me on Facebook at Sonia Keeve, on Instagram at Sonia Keeve, on Twitter. It's actually my name backwards, so Keeve Sonia. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my website is soniakeeve.com, and my podcast show is there um, on all the major platforms. Um, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I would love to have you um, on Aspiring Nations with Sonia Keeve podcast show. So um, just look up my name, and you will find me there. Awesome. Well, our time tonight has come to a close, but thank you so much, Ms. Sonya Key, for taking time out of your busy schedule to give me the opportunity to interview you. Thank you so much for having me. It was indeed my honor. It was definitely an honor to talk to you. I always learn something new when I bring on guests and and talk to you all and hear your story. So it was definitely an honor and many blessings and continued success to you on your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you, listening audience, for tuning in to tonight's show with our special guest, Sonya Keys, where she talks to us about having a humble spirit, knowing our worth, and we need to have the confidence to know that we have the skills and ability to do what we are called to do. You have to have a certain level of self-control, especially as leaders being in various environments, and find something that will anchor you. What is that thing that will anchor you to keep moving forward, keep moving towards your purpose? If you are like Ms. Sonia, maybe podcasting is that platform that will allow you to get out your leadership message. It allows you to uh, get your message out, and it's very versatile. There's a low cost of entry. You just need to determine your why. Why should people listen? Why do they want to listen to your message? Have fun with it. As you are continuing your leadership journey, make sure that you get a mentor and sponsors. Find somebody that you admire. Find somebody who's three levels above you, somebody that you can learn from. Don't be afraid to ask for mentorship, to ask for people to be your mentor. You have to be honest in your skills and abilities as you are getting out here, leading in the corporate environment, your careers. Don't be afraid to showcase your abilities or talents or offer your expertise, and with all things, don't be afraid to fly, to just do it. So thank you, listener audience, for tuning in to this show. If you like what you heard, you can go on to directimpactbroadcasting.com to check out previous shows and our other shows on the network. If you think you're interested in starting your own podcast, I would love to have your show on the network, you can send an email to DI Broadcasting, that's D-I-B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at TrendyEliteLLC.com to learn more. And please tune in next week to hear from another amazing leader. Until then, have a good evening. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 